AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. So good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Aldus podcast. Today we are continuing with our digital transformation series, focusing on digital transformation trends for the C-suite and why we should start with cybersecurity in mind. We're lucky to be hosting Gregory Garrett. Gregory holds the position of Vice President of Cybersecurity with Perspecta, where he manages a huge portfolio, which uh, we'll learn more about later. He's also a bit of a celebrity in his own right in his spare time, and I'm not quite sure how he gets any, but um, he is an author and um, he'll be telling you a little bit more about his books. Uh, and I say books because he's about to have his uh, 24th published. In this episode, we will share a range of topics from Prospector's uh, white papers, uh, as well as he will give us some of his unique insights into his career, uh, Prospector, cybersecurity, sort of more macro trends, Again, as we said before, advice to C-suite executives and also give us an overview of some cool new moves Prospector are making in the ServiceNow space. So, uh, Greg, welcome to the show. Well, Ben, thank you very much. My pleasure to be here. So, so Greg, let's start by uh, giving, uh, giving our listeners an overview of yourself. Let's see, uh, 35 plus years of experience in uh, information technology in, in pretty much all related aspects, uh, satellite communications, telecommunications, uh, aerospace and defense, and uh, a fair amount of time in uh, consulting in, in, in these areas, and, and especially over the last uh, 10 to 15 years in the cybersecurity space. So I've, I've uh, spent most of my life, I think it's probably fair to say, managing very large, complex high technology programs, uh, both uh, in the United States Air Force as a military officer, as well as a industry executive. Uh, as you mentioned, I've done a lot of research and writing. I've done a lot of public speaking. Um, I've even served as an expert witness in uh, numerous court cases, uh, some on the government side, some on the industry side, some representing small businesses, some large. So, it's been a very diverse career. Um, I think it's fair to say I have a pretty uh, strong science and engineering background. I've got a bachelor's in uh, chemistry and engineering physics and a master of science and systems engineering, really focused on information systems. And then um, I've uh, spent uh, 20 plus years as a United States Air Force military officer in, uh, including uh, a wide variety of, of assignments from uh, pilot to satellite communications engineer to program manager to contracts manager to a professor at the Air Force Institute of Technology to working on the headquarters Air Force staff in the Pentagon, managing billions of dollars of IT programs. And for most of the last 20 plus years, I've really been an industry executive, uh, spent about 10 years with uh, AT&T and Lucent Technologies, 
sort of moving up the ranks from a director to vice president to the chief information security officer and ultimately the, the CIO. And then uh, finally, the chief compliance officer for the corporation. And then I spent several years with a small uh, IT and cybersecurity company as uh, one of the partners and the head of cybersecurity there at um, Blue Canopy. And then before joining Prospecta, I spent uh, three plus years as the head of U.S. and international cybersecurity at the BDO Corporation, where I had about 2,500 IT and cyber folks working for me in 35 countries around the world trying to advance cybersecurity practices. So I think in a nutshell, that's sort of who I am and what I've been doing. Currently, I am the Vice President of Cybersecurity at Perspecta, and I lead about $3 billion in cybersecurity programs, um, uh, supporting mostly the U.S. public sector, uh, federal, state, and local government agencies, trying to help them solve their largest and most complex uh, cybersecurity problems. And we have um, a little over 3,000 of our employees focused uh, on cybersecurity programs. So it's a it's a big job and it's quite a challenge. Indeed, indeed. Um, and we will come on to the product specific service now piece later in the conversation. But if we zoom out a little bit, um, we mentioned earlier digital transformation trends with cyber in mind. Um, I'd like to dig into that first, if that's okay. Um, you know, can we start with some macro trends that you're seeing when it comes to digital transformation? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the big drivers today is the, the growth of the fifth generation of mobile technologies, or as we like to call it 5G. It's really an enabler for, you know, mobile devices and mobile connectivity that increase data speeds and increase, uh, increase access. And, and improving the level of security that's tied to that is extremely important. Um, Obviously, digital transformation today is both about enhancing performance as well as trying to find ways to reduce operational cost. And, you know, one of the big drivers in that space is uh, cloud-based infrastructure, cloud-based applications. And so big push there, um, both in the private sector as well as in the public sector. And then uh, the hottest technology uh, area today or emerging technology is really artificial intelligence and machine language, you know, digitizing and enhancing, you know, um, customer interfaces and, and really, you know, looking at all aspects, whether it's uh, digital marketing, digitizing products and services, digitizing uh, manufacturing operations, customer service. There's just tremendous applications for uh, AI and ML really across the board. And then you combine that with the need for uh, big data analytics, especially moving into a predictive analytics mode and combining that with data visualiz visualization tools um, to help analyze and improve decision making, um, you know, by bringing together dashboards to uh, try to take all that data and make it really concise and something that you can then uh, take specific actions based upon. So there's just 
a tremendous merging right now of, of these new technologies and you know digital transformation is that term that we're all using to uh, describe how we want to go about improving performance, reducing cost, and trying to improve customer experience. And then combine that uh, with the need for enhanced data privacy and stronger data resilience and improved cybersecurity because all of these new technologies are data centric and they all introduce new potential cybersecurity vulnerabilities into their networks and into their information systems. So whether it's you know providing secure access remotely to workers working remotely from home, or whether it's uh, providing access, more secure access to cloud and cloud applications, there's just a real driving need in today's market to ensure data privacy and data resilience and and cybersecurity is really the key to that. Indeed, there's just so much there. And obviously, I can only imagine magnified by the, the current sort of landscape we all find ourselves in. Um, and how about cybersecurity specific trends relating to digital transformation? Well, again, that's a topic that's very near and dear to me. And I just uh, wrote a white paper at the request of our board. Um, and we published that on cybersecurity trends and recommendations for 2021 uh, across the U.S. public sector. Um, you know, we've, we've seen a tremendous growth in cyber attacks over the past year. According to our friends at Cisco, the number of attacks increased by more than 600 percent in the last year. So really phenomenal. And, it, and of course, part of that is because of the increased number of folks working remotely as a result of the, the global pandemic. And so it's really, um, I'll say, facilitated um, a rise in cyber crimes. In fact, uh, according to the folks at Cybersecurity Ventures, the global cyber damages um, uh, from cyber crimes is expected to reach $6 trillion by the end, end of uh, 2021. So it's just staggering numbers. And, you know, all the time we're seeing more reports coming out of the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and our relatively new uh, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, as it's called, talking about more uh, sophisticated attacks, like the recent Solar Winds Orion uh, attack that was... Uh, was really devastating to a lot of corporations who uh, utilize that uh, uh, information technology uh, service management platform for their network monitoring. And it, it was a very sophisticated attack and it targeted, you know, uh, the upgrade patches uh, to their software and, and did so in a very uh, difficult to detect manner allowing uh, backdoors into that software that then could be used to laterally move across networks and information systems. So a very devastating attack for a lot of companies and, and private sector, um, as well as public sector organizations. We've also seen a significant uh, increase in a nation state sponsored attacks uh, from China, from Russia, from North Korea and Iran, 
And of course, the solar winds attack is uh, allegedly uh, tracked back to um, a very specific um, and very sophisticated uh, Russian cyber attack group known as uh, APT-29 or uh, Cozy Bear, which is linked to the uh, Russian Foreign Intelligence Service. So, so these are very signi- significant attacks and very sophisticated attacks. And so we're concerned that there'll be more of these targeting supply chains uh, within organizations. Um, and, and again, we've seen uh, more frequent cyber attacks that are email based from a threat vector standpoint, including spear phishing, uh, ransomware, Trojan horse malware. And so, you know, my message to, to folks is that uh, while digital transformation provides great opportunities for improvements and, and cost reductions and enhanced performance and, and greater, uh, I'll say, uh, optimization of information and improved decision making, all of that comes with a price. And the price is increased you know, data vulnerabilities. And so it really means that we need to um, begin our architecture and our planning uh, for all new digital projects with uh, security in mind, or as we like to say, security by design. So that's where I think we are today. And and, and what mission are Prospector on when it comes to cybersecurity and digital transformation? Can you give us a little bit of an overview there? Sure. You know, uh, simply, Ben, um, our mission at Perspectives is really to solve really complex information technology challenges for our customers, which are the U.S. federal, state and and local government agencies, and and to become a trusted IT advisor. Uh, Because as a systems integrator, we're not really a software developer per se. We're a hardware manufacturer. Uh, we try to be vendor agnostic. Our, our goal is to try to put together the right solution to integrate the appropriate products, hardware, software, and services into a real integrated package that can help our customers you know, advance their capabilities while providing that level of data protection and, and data security. And, you know, um, the clients that we're supporting include you know, the Department of Defense, and the major U.S. intelligence agencies. And so these are organizations that are under constant attack and also, you know, have to have a offensive capability. So, um, again, our, our mission is, is, is one of service to that community. Indeed, and, and and as you mentioned there, uh, service is, is front of mind. Um, so, you know, on that client first kind of narrative, let's continue down that road. You know, when you're sitting with, or I suppose nowadays it's uh, on, on, on VCs, um, with some of your key stakeholders, what, what advice are you giving to them even while they're about to embark on some of these transformational journeys? So, you know, um, Ben, uh, literally a day doesn't go by that I'm not talking to a, um, a CIO or a CISO or a chief technology officer from a um, federal government or state government agency. I think I talked to three of them just yesterday and <laughs> several the, the day before. So 
there are obviously, you know, uh, similarities, but, but I always, you know, start off uh, trying to better understand what are their biggest challenges that they're facing at this time. And, you know, and what um, I'll say uh, investments that they've made uh, because it's, it's all about trying to solve a complex problem, but with everyone having sort of a different foundation and a different network structure and different investment strategy. So it, it's really about trying to understand where they are and what problems are they facing and what is their particular threat profile, and then trying to design a customized architecture and a customized a solution for their problems. So it's, um, you know, it's really about advanced problem solving, if I can put it that way. Sounds, sounds amazing. And the, um, you know, we've, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about ServiceNow, and, and it's definitely part, a big part of the series we're doing here on this podcast. Um, how, in your opinion, uh, are these products, including ServiceNow, positioned to add value to end customers? And, and why are we seeing such a big uh, demand for, let's say, the IRM, SecOps modules within that? So that's a great question, Ben. And, and I think, uh, if you look at it from a big picture perspective, there is just a tremendous number of different pieces of hardware and software that are available today. And there's no one product that can do it all. So if you're a, a CIO or a chief information security officer in either the public sector or the private sector, anywhere in the world, there's no one thing that you can go to. So you have to create essentially your own patchwork quilt of information tools and systems to customize it to your unique requirements. And so it is very much putting together pieces of a puzzle in, in a way that you know fits your budget, your timeline, your risk tolerance. And it is quite a challenge, you know, to do that. And and service now provides a, a tremendous platform, an information technology service management platform that helps them to organize it and then, and then to integrate all those different systems through largely the use of um, application programmable interfaces, uh, APIs, and various other systems integration tools to integrate that information into a central database, shall we say, or a, a specific dashboard. And so when you can tie those information systems together in a very integrated platform, it helps the CIO and the CISO to organize all that information and then to determine what actions needs to be taken you know, going forward. And so that's where I see a real you know, value in the ServiceNow platform. And more and more government agencies are embracing that. In fact, uh, the government, uh, state government agency, the CIO and CISO that I talked to just last evening, uh, were moving to the uh, ServiceNow platform the, the day before the CIO and CTO that I talked to for a major government agency uh, were actively using the ServiceNow platform. And I shared with them uh, some of the uh, advancements that we've made at Perspecta in developing a new API application programmable interface um, 
uh, utilizing the information from one of the largest um, scanning tools that's commonly used in the public sector and also the private sector, but very substantially in the public sector, and that's uh, Venable, excuse me, uh, Tenable's um, scanning tool uh, to scan for network and information system uh, cybersecurity vulnerabilities. And so a very sophisticated tool and, and one that gathers a lot of information, but we created an API that allows that information to be gathered and then directly tied into the ServiceNow database into specific modules, as you mentioned, the uh, governance risk and compliance module, uh, the vulnerability management module, and the incident response module. So anytime you can gather vast amounts of information about specific vulnerabilities within your network and then tie it into your overall IT system and database to determine you know, what risk you have and where you have potential vulnerabilities and where you might have incidents, that, that's, a, that's a real advantage. And so um, you know, we continue to evolve our partnership. We've recently become what they call a, an elite status partner with ServiceNow. And, and we see um, a lot of opportunities to continue to leverage that as a tool for our portfolio of customers uh, because of the, the value that it brings to them. Congratulations. Congratulations on your, your new status. And it's, it's such an exciting time for the platform. And that was a really uh, fantastic overview you gave. Thanks for that. Um, you know, as, as we mentioned, you know, we also have we have a big service now um, a listener base and also a, an AI audience as well. Um, you know, when in your opinion, when you're looking at the future of digital transformation, as these things get more complex, uh, even more complex, I should probably say, um, what's your uh, what's your crystal ball telling you? Well, look, I, I think there's tremendous applications for artificial intelligence and, and machine learning across the board, and, and I'm a huge advocate. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll focus, if I can, Ben, on um, utilizing AI capabilities for cybersecurity and in the federal space, uh, because that's the area that I'm most focused in right now, and maybe share a few thoughts there. So I would say that federal agencies and to a lesser extent state agencies are adopting artificial intelligence to improve their cybersecurity really across the board. Uh, there's technologies here that can one day lead to hopefully full automation to protect networks and scale defenses more quickly from incoming attacks. AI can, can really dramatically change the way I, I think and we protect our networks by automating a certain task and freeing up employees to focus on larger, more strategic goals and more, I'll say, complex analysis. Uh, you know, fully autonomous systems are, of course, quite, probably quite a ways away, but, but uh, AI allows for increased collaboration uh, between uh, cybersecurity analysts and, and, the, and the data and their end customers. And, and I just, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities to improve functionality, drive more efficiency in systems, lower cost. There's just a lot of benefits here. And, and specifically the future of AI and cyber 
I think is, is where humans collaborate with machines and redefine business processes. Now, one in which people are still at the center, but uh, again, it's, it's leveraging uh, the automation. And uh, one of the, I'll say, biggest topics right now as it relates to security operations centers and what we call security information and event management systems, SIMS, is the use of what we call the SOAR technology. And SOAR is an acronym for security orchestration and automated response. And so I, I think we're going to see a lot more use of this SOAR technology to increase the level of automation because there's so many attacks on networks today and especially in industries like the healthcare industry, manufacturing industry, financial services, and of course the public sector, that it, it is literally overwhelming, right? And so it's overwhelming networks, it's overwhelming security capabilities. So the, the need for AI in cybersecurity is, is real and significant. And I think it's, it's really just starting. So I think there's tremendous growth potential. Ben, one of the reports that I was reading the other day, I don't recall if it was from Forrester or Gartner, but it stated that the uh, AI in cybersecurity is expected to grow by 35% compounded annual growth over the next three to four years. So, so huge opportunities. AI continues to transform how we protect networks and data and it's providing us today a lot of advances in what we call perimeter defense and endpoint defense and digital identification. And, uh, and what is also a very popular term today, the use of the zero trust architecture, where we're doing more advanced data segmentation and compartmentalization and creating what we call micro perimeters, which are really internal firewalls to protect uh, and, and restrict people from moving laterally uh, within a network or basically going any place or accessing information that they shouldn't be able to. So I, you know, I'm excited about it. I think in the federal space, the AI is, is really just starting. There's a lot of innovations to come. I'm very excited about it. So I think it, it can really take us to a new level. Indeed, it's super exciting and, and glad to hear you guys are, are poised uh, in, in the middle of it there. Um, so, look, we're nearly at a close, but, um, you know, this is I've really enjoyed this chat. I think you've given us so much to to think about here. Um, is there anything you'd like to sort of uh, add towards the end? Well, if folks are um, and I'll, I'll do a shameless plug for my Please books, do. If, <laughs> if that's OK, Ben, um, if, if folks are honestly uh, interested in learning more, um, I worked with a team of uh, 14 of the really top cybersecurity professionals from all over the world um, last year or two years ago now. And we wrote a book entitled uh, Cybersecurity in the Digital Age. And, uh, you know, I would encourage folks that if they're serious about learning about cybersecurity and all the different tools and techniques and best practices, from uh, really uh, folks with tremendous backgrounds. Uh, I had, uh, for example, the former head of FBI's cyber intelligence group uh, write the uh, chapter on threat intelligence. 
and the former head of uh, cyber intelligence for the Israelis uh, and the uh, Mossad um, wrote the section on uh, security operations centers. And, um, you know, so it's a very, very talented group of folks I was able to pull together in the writing of that book. And then I also have a, a new book that's coming out, Ben, should be out in the March, uh, April timeframe. Publishers running, I think, a little bit behind, but it's uh, entitled Digital Transformation and uh, in the in the new reality. And so it talks all about, you know, sort of the uh, uh, hopefully post COVID environment uh, <laughs> that we're they're moving to and the need for enhanced security in an environment where more people are working remotely and working from home than ever before talks about you know the paths that so many companies are on in, in digital transformations and the challenges that that many organizations face uh, you know in, in making a successful digital transformation project and then as you can imagine because of my background there's a pretty uh, good discussion of the different emerging technologies and you know and there's uh, discussions there about how it affects uh, different industries. And again, I pulled together uh, a team of seven of the top uh, digital transformation IT and and uh, technology leaders from five different countries in writing that book. So um, if folks are interested, uh, we've got uh, a lot more information coming out. They sound pretty on topic, so I'm pretty sure they will be um, awesome. And then on top of that, there's some fantastic white papers out there for uh, for perspectives technology side as well. So, um, Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much for spending the time to uh, to chat with us today. And um, I hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll chat again soon. But this has been really informative. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Ben. AI Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Aulis offer an exec search program. Aulis can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aulis advantage. Become a member of the Aulis community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldis member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldis.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.